Gibbs, Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. For the next two hours, Trent Condon and Ken Miller talk sports with you, and we appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time. Uh, this morning into the afternoon. BMW Des Moines guest list pretty light today. Uh, we will talk to Lee Sterling coming up here in about 10 minutes before noon, ParamountSports.com. Uh, Lee's got a handful of games that he will opine on before he uh, gives us the information if you want his game of the week. But uh, we'll opine on a handful of them prior to that. Uh, we will talk some NFL. Tried to get all the regional teams on. Struck out with two. Successful with two. Boy, we got the Sunday Nighter covered. Nick Athen from ChiefsBlitz.com on Kansas City. Uh, Dave Sinekin from Zone Coverage on the Green Bay Packers, who uh, certainly have looked good the last time we saw them on the field. Last couple of times they've looked a little bit better, so we'll talk about those Packers um, before we get out of here at 1. Chicken Coop, we, should, we have to do that. We'll decide whether we want to do that at 11.30 or late in the show, so be listening for that. If you haven't played in the last 30 days, you'll have an opportunity. Uh, to win yourself a $50 gift certificate. Uh, if you're the winner and the runner-up, we'll get 20 chicken wings, flavor of your choice. Give me the barbecue all day long. Big, big fan of the chicken coop and their wings over there and the team over there as well. Well, Trent Condon, uh, speaking of big fans, I think there's going to be more and more big fans of Mr. Owen Freeman. Every mm-hmm. single time this kid takes the floor, he is going to be a problem in the Big Ten. He's a monster, isn't he? He really is fun to watch. He really is. I don't care if it was North Florida. I don't, because we're going to see this periodically in Big Ten play. Uh, we've seen it so far in the month of November. Um, they've got something there. He is not an uber-athlete by any means. He's not a guy that jumps out of the gym, but sneaky athletic. Yeah, I think so. You know, like We've seen that throughout the course of the season where it looks like, well, he just laid it. No, he goes up and flushes mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He had that one play on the great pass from Brock Harding that he had just rised and elevated. He's 6'11". I mean, that helps too. Yeah. But the question, I think, becomes going forward. And we saw this going back to the Creighton game. We're late in the basketball game. It was Crickie and Owen Freeman on the floor together. And if I was going to get to the heights where, at minimum, they're a bubble team, right? They're a team that is fighting to get into the tournament come February. I believe, in order for that to happen, for them to hit their apex, if you will that Crickey and Freeman need to be out there a lot together because I think that's best Iowa's best lineup. And then you figure out from there. Sanford has to be part of the five, mm, he right? He does, for sure. Yep, just a scoring touch, yes, for sure. Tony for Perkins sure. will be. But Tony Perkins was really good last night. He night. was excellent. Yep. And after the game... Well, I saw that. That was pretty emotional. Yeah, heavy heart. You uh-huh. could hear him in the post-game press conference. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I yeah. just saw Fran being interviewed, and again, Margaret, mm-hmm. Mrs. McCaffrey, uh, coming onto the floor and giving Tony Perkins uh, a mother-son type of hug, which was really cool. Lost his grandmother, somebody that he was very close to. He said after the game, his grandma would be mad if he didn't play in the game. Yeah, yeah, one of those. And yeah. And you can see he was emotional. He said he almost kind of blacked out. Like he just doesn't remember much of the game just because of playing with a heavy heart. And what a performance from him. 21. He's going to be part of the mix, though. There's Tony Perkins is not. He frustrates you. He frustrates you. Yep. Because when he's good, I mean, go back to that Illinois game last year Mm -hmm. where it felt like he hit 15 pull up jumpers. (laughs) Right, Right. He was so, so good. And there's those performances. When it goes bad, the problem 
with TP is when it goes bad, it goes bad kind of everywhere. Yeah. You see him reaching defensively and getting a little sloppy out there. It all kind of culminates together and it falls apart quickly. But he's part of that five. He's going to be out mm-hmm. there. So what do you do with the last five? If, if that's your four, <sighs> crunch time. Is it DeSante Bowen? I don't know. I, I would like to say so, Trent, but... Is it Josh Dix? That would be my choice. Right now, I think it would be Dix. I think it depends on, obviously, the team that you're playing, the kind of team that you're mm-hmm. playing. Because we talk about this a lot with Brock Harding. There's just certain defensive matchups. Yeah, it's not going to work. I mean, they did, North Florida did that to him last night. Yeah. I mean, they were backing yeah. him down and posting up guards on him. There's going to be much better guards that can do that against I, him. Dix distributing the ball last night, mm-hmm. a really good couple of... There was a block of... Oh, that was beautiful, That was it? spectacular. Yeah. Uh, in the, and Jess Settles, by the way, he's such a good listener. He's fun. When he was asked about Ted Lasso, or was it Lasso? <laughs> I don't know who he is either. Um, I've heard of him. <laughs> Settles, look, I'm a farmer, man. I'm a farmer, and I watch tape. Uh, <laughs> that, that's probably what he does, right? He farms, he watches tapes, and calls games, and he's really good to listen to. So was Adam Emenecker last night, who did the Drake Valpo game on the road. Emenecker was with him. Did you see much of that game on ESPN Plus? A little bit. I was flipping between that and little you and I and a couple yeah, other things. What's going on with the Panthers? Oh, no, no. Let me let me rephrase it. What's going on with Mister Bourne? Why is he only playing twenty minutes? Is there something? He's, he's uh, not shooting the inch, basketball. Is that it's as simple as that, Trent? You think this is what Bowen Bourne has done recently? Last night, three and nine, including one of four from three. Game before, four of fourteen, one of seven from three. Against Texas Tech, four of eight. That was his best. Against North Carolina, he was bad. Uh, three of twelve, including one of three from downtown. One of six against South Florida. Mm-hmm. Game one, of, one yeah. he was six of seventeen. He's not shooting the ball well. And he's when not. Bowen Bourne is not shooting the basketball well. Speaking of defensive issues, mm-hmm. he's not a big guy. Right. He's going to get beat on the defensive end. He's not unplayable, but without shots, there's probably better options for the Panthers. Yeah, uh, maybe Duax was one of those guys. Now, I didn't see a ton of that game. I watched, like you, uh, bits and pieces of it. Uh, what, when I was watching, Duax was, I thought, the best Panther on the floor. They couldn't get stops. They, they played well offensively the second half. They played well enough to get in most games. They just couldn't get a stop on the other floor, on the other end. I mean, the Tyson kid, he was getting to the rim whenever he wanted for Belmont. He was mm-hmm. really, really good. It was just on the defensive end. They could not get stops and, and try to fight their way back into the game. That was a disappointing effort. After playing well for a half against Carolina, should have beat Texas Tech. You kill Stanford down at the battle for Atlantis to come back in your first conference game and put up that offer, effort. That's yuck. That's not a team that can win the conference you're playing like that. Yeah, although we remind you that Drake got picked off in, in the first game of the conference last year. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Drake is, there's just something about this Drake team that right now I'm having difficulty because what are they? I mean, Trent, the first half of that game, they struggled a lot. They were losing in that, was it 46 41 at one point, something like that. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you look back at the, at, at the score bug at the bottom, and they're up a 10. <laughs> And it didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it, did it? It was a little burst there, and all of a sudden, yeah, it felt like eh, they're up six or maybe come. Mm-hmm. No, no, the double digits and just kept pulling it on and pouring you it on. You know what it did feel like last night? Darnell Brody was a man amongst boys. Yes. That's what it felt like to me last night. Boy, when he plays like that, and if he could just stay out of foul trouble, and some of the stupidest fouls, I think they pick on him just because he's so <laughs> damn big. I do. There especially was one in the pain. He had his arms up. He was just, it just wasn't a block. I think that's what they got him for. But anyway, Ways. Uh, he was phenomenal last night. Just a terrific player. Overton, uh, you know what he brings? Gibson's terrific. I uh, liked Rosario's game. Didn't uh, didn't play a ton, but he was effective in the first half, uh, more so than the second half. But uh, 
Good win for Drake, and here mm-hmm. comes Most State Saturday at the Nap 3 Bell. If you're looking to do a little something, get out of the house before the Big Ten Championship at 7 o'clock, that would work well. 3 o'clock at the Nap, Missouri State and Drake coming up uh, this weekend. But back to the Hawks for just a second. So Perkins was terrific. Uh, I have had a couple of texts since we had our little discussion about your starting five, and you didn't mention number 22. No, he stinks. I agree with you that he shouldn't be on the floor uh, as a starter. He's got a role on the team. And you know what? There's been nights that he's been... Okay. Yeah. Okay. He can when he's not hitting shots though. And he was hitting them last night. He becomes unplayable. Mm-hmm. He's just he doesn't add enough to the team. That's what I continue to go back with with him is Patrick McCaffrey. Just no. I'm with you. I would rather see Cricky and Freeman. Yes, Cricky Freeman and Sanford. There's your starting uh, front court. And Dembele was bad last night. Uh-huh, he, was. he looked like a freshman. He did for the first time this year. Uh, he was bad. Ball getting losing the ball between his feet on the floor and flailing away on the pa- in the paint. I'm with you. It was uh, it was not a good performance out of him last night. But Freeman, my God, yeah. Oof. You get those. Is, is he the, the next? I hate to use the word star. Luca Garza was a star. Yeah. He was a college player of the year. Um, whatever that would be. Is he their next best player on the roster? Is he the guy that when they come out of the locker room that the other opposing fan base is looking for? Oh, there's Freeman. Yeah. I think that's the guy, right? I think he's going to be the guy. And he's not a he's not a guy that's going to be an early entry to the draft. He's not a guy that even three years in, you wouldn't likely see him be that kind of guy. It doesn't feel like a kind of game that translates. He's going to be around for four years. I think so. And the fan bases are going to be annoyed with him. Yep. And like, hey, this guy's still around? Yep. Because that's what college basketball's morphed into. Yeah. Right. I think there's going to be a target. There's going to be a lot of number 32s, I think, yeah. at Carver, right? I think there's, there'll be a lot of uh, Owen Freeman gear purchased, and they should. I mean, the kid looks like he's off to a terrific start. Well done, Fram. How did they get him? Who did they compete with? Everybody. Was, it, that and, was the and, crazy thing. Okay, so, help me out. Upper Midwest kid, before yep. he transferred to Moline. He had offers from Michigan State and Purdue and Indiana. Holy mackerel. Yeah. But recruiting rankings, he kept kind of falling. He was initially like a top 75 guy, and he kept going down. I I remember asking Tom Caker this maybe this past summer, and he said the reason is because he didn't play in like the big grassroots circuit. He didn't play in the big events and things like that, and because of that— You got lost? Well, you're just not seen by the recruiting analysts. You get those kind of offers. You don't just get them— for the heck of it, right? Right, right. Or, or because of recruiting rankings. Mm-hmm. But that's why his recruiting rankings kind of dwindled mm-hmm. throughout the course of his career. He is what he is. But, yeah, he had big-time offers. I mean, most of the upper Midwest yeah, wanted say. him. And I would get on him early. And then the connection with Brock Harding. And then they play together their final year. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. how it happened. This was this is a good prospect. This is mm-hmm. probably one of their better prospects that they've had coming in in terms of you know at least initial recruiting rankings. He's a good player. He knows how to play. And the good news is for Iowa – I'm still not completely sold on this team. Well, I want to watch him on Monday Night Trail. What's the Monday Night game? Is it Jacksonville, Cincinnati? It is, yeah. I think it is. Uh, Joe Burrow's not going to play this just in. Right. right. So this yes. game, I mean, good God. Well, Some and we get start... a, six, a six o'clock start for Iowa Purdue. Oh, that's right. It is yeah. six o'clock. Yes. So you can get is over there. Is that FS1? Not sure. I, I looked at it earlier in the week. I did see that, that it's a six o'clock tip. That's great. BTN. BTN. Um, obviously, a very difficult test, right? Purdue is, I mean, the gap between Purdue and everybody else in this league is maybe Who's significant. Who's got a chance to close the gap? Nobody. Not even Sparty? No. Is those teams at the end of the year? Purdue's going to go 17-3. and three. And get beat in the first round? No. 
They'll get out of the first weekend? Yes. You think this is the year? This is the year. They're going to cut down the nets no. get to the Final Four? Oh, God, no. It's Purdue. It's Purdue. They'll find a way to screw that up. Right. They'll get to the second weekend. And then, like, lose to a five seed or something like mm-hmm. that in Sweet 16. Because mm-hmm. it's Purdue and Purdue basketball. Michigan State, really outside of Tyson Walker, the rest of this team, Hogard. We both liked Hogard. I like Hogard a lot. He is stunk. He's 2 of 14. You know for what? Three I, this I year. think that, did Izzo bench him? Yes. Or he did, didn't he? Atkins has been brutal. This team as a whole, Malik Hall, who is an incredible athlete, he's 3 of 17 from three. This team can't shoot. Outside of Tyson Walker, they are brutal offensively for Michigan State. And the way they run secondary break. No, Maryland? No. This this league stinks. It's bad. This is as bad of a Big Ten as it's been in a decade. Oh, that's disappointing. Ohio State 6-1. I have not been impressed by them. I watched a little bit of them before uh, the Iowa game last night. Wisconsin's 5-2. and two, Get beat by Tennessee and Providence. They but got don't they have a couple floor. of good wins, Wisconsin? They beat Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they beat them badly, 65-41. That also happens from time to time uh, when you're taking on the Who's. Nebraska's undefeated. There you go. Uh, let's see. Nebraska has beaten. Here is the who's who that they have beaten. <laughs> Lindenwood, Florida A&M, Ryder, Stony Brook, Cal State Fullerton, Oregon State. Let me stop for just one second. <laughs> who, who, who mentored uh, uh, DJ Otzelberger? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks an awful lot like an Iowa State schedule, doesn't it? The best team they beat is Duquesne, who is a top 100 team at Ken Palm. But we will find out Sunday a little bit more. Where do they play? Creighton. Uh, yeah, that should mm-hmm. be good. How, uh, how's, uh, uh, what's the kid's name? Tomonaga? Let's see, what's he Kessie? doing this year? Well, their best player right now, according to Ken Palm, is Rink Mast, the kid from Bradley, that Iowa had the choice yeah. between him and Cricky. Yep. And uh, Mast has been the guy. So uh, to- it sounds like both teams, uh, both teams benefited. Yes. Uh, Tomonaga shooting 40% from three. And 12 of 17 from two-point range. Okay. Putting it on the floor a little the bit. headband. Yes. What do they got? Bryce Williams, he came in from Charlotte. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a pretty good player for them. Mentioned Mass. Uh, Juwan Gary, who was there last year. He was the one that was banged up, though, right? If I remember correctly. I think a season ago, he just didn't play a ton. He didn't play at the end of the season. That's what, what it was. What about Little Hoiberg? Not playing as much. He's not. Which is a good thing. Cause, well, because he was in the lineup a lot last year at yeah. the end. And I didn't think he looked out of place. I thought he earned those minutes. But he's a guy you want to be your ninth, tenth guy. Right. Not right. a starter. Sure. There's a reason that mm-hmm. you have little Hoiberg out there and you go 16 and 16. Yeah. How, how, little Hoiberg's not little Hoiberg, though, is he? I mean, he is, he's, he's got to be. Is he 6'2", 6'1"? Six, 6'1". Six, six is, is that all he is? Yeah. I thought he was bigger than that. Anyways, uh, good stuff. Well, we've got some uh, NFL. Hey, go can ahead. I get? I got one more in college. Away, I had to bring this up. So we talked about the awfulness of the Big Ten. Oh, by the way, let me stop you. Yeah. Because I I don't want to forget about doing this. You had 16 plays yesterday or 14? 14 14 14. plays. Yeah. We're running out of time. Can you just give me your best bet? (laughs) Right, right. You loved the total in the Iowa game. It was 164 when you got it, 165 when you put it out there. Chance, like six minutes, five minutes left in the game. Cruised over. That was was the... the most home free you could ever get in a bet. Maybe you're going to have all year. Ah. I should have just bet that one. Uh oh, bad night. <laughs> Six and eight. Actually, seven and eight because I added the Iowa team total that I mentioned at the end of the show. Yeah. That was 91 and a half. It cruised over Flew too. Flew over that. Absolutely. Bad boy as well. Go so ahead. Let's jump over to our other conference we care about, the Big 12. Yep. I was, as I do, perusing the analytical websites. Mm-hmm. And right now, your projected winner of the Big 12 is. 
It's not Kansas. It's not the Jayhawks. No, I'm with you because uh, there's something missing about this Kansas team. Is it Houston? It is Houston. Have them projected to go 14-4 and four and then a three-way tie for second with Kansas, Baylor, and BYU. I have not seen the Cougars yet. They beat San Diego State, beat Arizona State, who's not very good, uh-huh. NC State, who's not very good this year. We're not going to find much about this BYU team for a while. Now, they do play Utah, which is on the road. You know, that'll be a tough game, a rivalry game. But mm-hmm. until we get to Big 12 play, I mean, this team easily, if they beat, win that Utah game, is going to be undefeated. And I don't know if we're going to know a thing about them. They open up with Cincinnati, and then they go to Baylor, and then to Orlando to take on Central Florida. They come into uh, Hilton January 16th. That could be a BYU team that... Might be ranked in the top 15, top 12, something that? like that by the time they get there. But 6-0 and on the season, but that was the shocker to me. A, that Kansas, because analytically, you'd think that Kansas is still be projected really high. Can't shoot. They're not. Uh, they're the seventh best team in the country. Houston is number one at Ken Palm huh. overall in the country. But a two-game gap between Who, Houston who's he and got, Kansas. Who's he got below Houston as far in the country? Uh, let's see. When we take a look at the overall numbers, Houston 1, Purdue 2, UConn 3, Arizona, four, and then Marquette, followed by Baylor, and then Kansas. Gonzaga, Tennessee at four and three after losing last night, still ninth in the country. Mm-hmm. A lot of close losses. Uh, I didn't see any of that game. I, I didn't watch any it of was that a, game. It was a beautiful game. Was it? Well, the uniforms. Oh, yeah. The baby yeah, yeah, blue yeah. against yeah. the Tennessee Orange. Oh, that's orange. pretty good. That's pretty good. That was a pretty one. Uh, yeah, the Tar Heels beat them pretty bad, didn't they? They pulled away. Yeah. They, yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. Pretty good there. Iowa State, by the way, projected at nine and nine uh, in the Big 12. That would be a tie for Oklahoma, one above them, and then a tie for six. So them, TCU, Texas, and Cincinnati also undefeated with, (laughs) uh, get ready when the Bearcats come to town. Here comes C.J. Frederick. I don't know if Uncle Joe will be in the stands, but C.J. Frederick back home now. That's where he went. Finishing up. his career with the Bearcats. Oh, man, he's got a lot of, a lot of miles on that suitcase. Um, Iowa State's non-con, as you pointed out yesterday, they better beat Iowa. The Paul stinks. But they're awful. Um, if, and, and it's just their, their resume until they get to Big 12 play, Trent. Do we have, because the official net rankings come out. I when, don't know. Is it? I think it's next week we'll get the first look at that, something like that, where we'll get the first look at it. Now, I know there are websites out there that projected. In fact, Warren Nolan is uh, one of those websites. I want to see if he's got his updated yet for the year. He does. All right. Net rankings. Iowa State 20th. It's pretty good. Here's the, here's the thing about when you play these awful teams. Frey McCaffrey figured this out years ago. When we move from the RPI to the net, mm-hmm. when you play these awful teams not just beating them. If you beat them by 30, 40, 50, yes, it is capped at 10 when it pertains to the point spread, but the analytical numbers are not capped part of that. In terms of margin of victory, yes, that is capped at 10, but the analytical part of it, when you're talking about offensive and defensive efficiency, that is not capped. And that has been why Iowa's resume over the last five, six years with the net has looked so much better than the old system with the RPI because you go and beat a team ranked 340. Right. It didn't matter. Right. You just played them, and it was there a was scheduling There was no incentive base. to play a good team. Now, mm-hmm. when you do this and you club these teams mm-hmm. like Iowa State has done, it helps you out in the net rankings. Lindenwood was good for Iowa State, you're saying. It, as long as you win by and a probably lot. Probably for Nebraska because they sounds like they left, uh, they left Ames and headed to Lincoln. 
Iowa 39th right now in the night ranking. So, a bubbleish type uh-huh. of team there. Uh-huh. Pretty good spot for them. Speaking of BYU, they're 85th in the net with the schedule that they played. Nebraska, 92nd. So we're definitely moving down quite a ways when we get into those. I was scrolling through if I could find Drake. Couldn't find him just in the scrolling part of it here. Uh, there they are, 55th. Not bad. Pretty good for the Absolutely. doggies. Absolutely. Big win for him last night on the road against Valpo. Uh, again, this week, uh, Nap Center, Saturday, 3 o'clock tip. If you're looking for something to do and the SEC championship doesn't float your boat, Oh, Trent, this weekend is going to be so much fun. Hmm. I, I know that it's, um, you know, the four team is going away and we'll, you know, this should sort itself out, I think. I don't see us having the, the debate. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit went off on, it was, I think it was on a barstool thing. He went off. I mean, he's using cuss words. He's dropping F bombs. Well, that's what you do on barstool. I guess. Yeah. Um, I just have never heard that come out of his mouth before. Um, get the four best teams. Get the four best teams. He's not he's not buying this Florida State deserves it anyhow. Even if they win, mm-hmm. he thinks that they should be jumped. It's a different conversation because of Reed Travis. Huge conversation. That that changes it. Everything. But so many people think just that way. Four best, four best, four best. Then why play the season? Well, your four best might not be my four best. Well, most seasons, the four best include Alabama, even if they have a couple of losses. Last year. Alabama was one of the four best teams. They lost two games. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it matter what happens in the course of the season? Why are we doing this? Yeah, I don't think Herb Street would go that far. I think he would but, probably. But that's, that's would the basis the, of the four best, right? Yeah, I don't. Well, I, I think would. I don't know what he's thinking. What I hope he's thinking is unbeaten or one loss. I mean, if you get to two losses, you shouldn't be in the conversation. I think LSU is one of the best teams in the country. They've got no shot. I do. I think they have three they, losses. They've got three losses. Um, I don't know. It's just that here's what we're, here's what we hope to avoid. Right? That there's we love this game so much that when we get to January the first, the last thing we want to see is forty eight to seventeen. That's the right. last thing we want. Right. We don't want to see a blowout. Um, I get that, and I don't want to see Florida State in there either because of that. Mm-hmm. But the the four best conversation. Then why do we play the games? What matters? If Alabama gets in over Texas, why did you play the game? A lot of people are asking that question. Look at Michigan's schedule. Right. Perfect example. UCLA, you're out. The first time they played a ranked team this year, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm talking about Michigan, Mm -hmm. was when they played Penn State. Yeah. And then they took on Maryland and then they Mm -hmm. played their next ranked team. So they played two ranked teams. Weeks 10 and 12. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Um, and they're, they're there. They're, there's no incentive. There's none. Michigan's a perfect example of it. Next year, this conversation is going to be, I don't, I don't think it's going to uh, rise to the level of debate, of angst, of, um, it's just the good old fort fashioned back and forth when we have a 12 team, uh, a player. I don't see the passion of somebody getting on the air. You can't make a case for the 11th team over the 13th team. We do it with number 68 I, and 69. I, yeah, do we, though? I yes. Don't, I don't see this having this conversation. Dick Vitale's up there every year crying about the little guy that was left out, or usually well, the big true. guy that was left out. Yeah. Every single year. You don't think that's going to happen? I Come don't. On. I don't want to think that. Oh, it's going to. I don't think we'll be... How did Ole Miss get in over well, Penn they, State? they lost four games. Well, it won't be four. It'll be likely two. You'll be 10-2 and two and somebody will be left out. 
Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick call here before we move on. Uh, again, Lee Sterling coming up at ten minutes before noon. ParamountSports.com. Hello, John. Hello, Ken. How are you? Good. Hey, you want to go back to uh, Mr. Freeman? For yes, a sir. And not that I want to put too much pressure on the kid, but he really reminds me of Christian Leitner. Mm. Wow. I mean, you look at I mean comparable size. Size. Yep. Yep. Look. Um. The, the, I mean. He is fearless. And when you saw him play in the Creighton game, he didn't back down. No, love that part of his game. Not, not one bit. Yep. So, frankly, I think the next three games that you're going to see with uh, Purdue, Iowa State, and Michigan is going to tell an awful lot about mm-hmm. Iowa season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's a, it's a daunting week. It lies ahead. Uh, good to hear from you, John Kelling. Uh, call any time, brother. All right. Sounds good. Yep. Take care, guys. Yep. Yes. Back at you. Owen Freeman. The upside. Can you run your offense through him? Is there the skill set yet, or do you need to see more? You know, being able to hit that short jumper, hit the 15 well, footer. What's he averaging? 12, 10? Yeah, right that rate. Probably 12, yeah. Uh, first month of his career? Not exactly murderer's rope, but, nope. but, but again, you got, you got to start somewhere. They, this is his first games as a Hawkeye? Yeah, I think so, Trent. I, th- I think the potential is there. How about that? Averaging 10.3 points per game. 10.3, okay. In 14 minutes. That's it? 14.6 minutes. Yeah, it's time for those to go up. And they probably have as of late. Right. Well, let's go through the game log here. He played last night 19 minutes. It's been pretty consistent. 15, 19, 10, 14, 12, 14. All right, so give me Patrick's. <laughs> uh, Patrick. 29, 27, 24, 31, 30, 26, 23. You flip those? Yes. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Will it happen? I hope so. Best nope. for best for the team. I think it will be. And look, and I'm not killing Patrick McCaffrey's game this year. I think he's been okay. I think he's this been has okay. been the best Patrick McCaffrey we've seen in a couple of years. Absolutely right. But if there's one guy averaging 27 minutes a game and another one averaging 14, mm-hmm. that's not right. <laughs> it should be flip flop between be. the two. I agree. Will it? Absolutely not. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, open phones if you like. Uh, if not, Trent and I have a. Uh, I got a topic I want to bring up. We'll do that when we come back. Uh, Paramount Sports. Lee Sterling will uh, end the hour number one in the second hour. Uh, we're going to talk about the Packers. We're going to talk about the Chiefs. They play each other, uh, but we'll try and stay away from the Sunday night game as as the focal point. We'll talk more about the teams and the prospects. Go. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Going forward, it's Miller and Condon, and we are on Des Moines Sports Station 107. Hi, Miller and Condon, 
Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO with you until 1 o'clock. Well, Trent, yesterday the National Sports Media Association, Mm -hmm. the NSMA, uh, came out with their nominations for the uh, Iowa Sports. Well, they did it for every state, but Mm -hmm. our state sportscaster of the year and sports writer of the year. Did you see the list? I did. Did you, were you surprised by anybody? Here, so here it is. The sportscaster of the year, Chelsea Brown uh, from Cedar Rapids. I have no idea who she is. Do you know her? No. Have you seen any of her work? We don't get the Cedar Rapids channels here. Right. I know, but I, yeah. I was just wondering no. if you saw anything on Twitter. No. John Walters, Cyclone Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Keith Murphy. Uh, Mark Woodley, who was phenomenal yeah. as a weather guy. <laughs> he was, yes. So he's disqualified. What? Yeah, he's out. He, if it was a weather Caster of the year, he wins it hands down. Meteorologist of the year. Meteorologist of the year, thank you. Uh, and Scott Seville, who's been, I've heard this name forever. Yeah, yeah, he's been over there, does good work over in Cedar Rapids. Remember when I lived in eastern Iowa, him very well. Fun guy. Okay. So those are the five nominees, Mr. Condon, and you get a vote. Keith Murphy can win this thing and has a lot of years. Yes, he has. Um, he's out. Okay. John Walters, Scott Seville... You Sable. know what? Sable, is that yeah, how you say his yeah. name? I uh, beg your pardon, Scott. Uh, my apologies. So I'm looking at the list of guys who've won this in the past. Yeah. Larry Morgan's won this a bunch. Oh, really? A ton. Pete Taylor. Uh-huh. Larry Morgan won it four straight years. Bob Brooks. Gary Dolphins won it. Larry Morgan won it again. John Walters has won it a couple of times. Larry Kotler won this award while he was doing mornings here. Well, that's where my first problem is. Where's the radio guy? There's not one on the list. Right. Um, Gary that, that's, Ry- I, I got some problems here. Let's get a radio guy on there. Uh, Gary Rima has won it. Mm-hmm. Chris Hassel won it. Rima won it twice. Andy Garman won it. Uh, Murphy won it a bunch. Mark Woodley has won it. Okay. Uh, in 2020. So who are you voting for? Scott Sable's never won it. I, he's not on the list. Then that is my choice. Done it for a long time. Did a good uh-huh. job. Always enjoyed his mm-hmm. broadcast. I haven't seen one in a long time, but mm-hmm. right, right. he would be my guy. Absolutely. Just because he's been doing it for yes. so long. And, and done a good job at it. Done a good job. Okay. Not just in a career achievement award, but done it and done it in an yeah, entertaining I, way. I don't, know if, um, I don't know anything about the man, so if it was a career achievement, do it based on merit this year. Uh, Mark Woodley, you got to DQ him because he... No, he, he's going to win it. You think he will? He absolutely will. But it was a weather it. gig that he was doing. Oh, right, but it was fun. It was something it was, different. It was hilarious. Yes, it was great. And he does good work at KWWL. I see him on. I see him at a lot of spots. Yep, he's they. They don't keep him home. He travels. So, all right. Now here's the sports writer of the year. Mm-hmm. This would this be kind of awkward in the register lunchroom? Although nobody goes to the paper. <laughs> right. They're all uh, working from home. Uh, uh, Alicia, Alisa Hertel. Yep. Who we've had, had on, this on program, right? Yep. And she does really good work with high school, mm-hmm. but she's pretty new. She is. Uh, Chad Leistakow. Mm-hmm. Jeff Linder, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Does a great job. Been there for a long time. Yes. Mike Halas. Halas, champion of the Bet Rivers contest. Did he win it? He won it. He beat you. He clubbed me. Did he really? He did. And that's the first one he was ever in. He's one for one. How about that? Boy, he is chirping. (laughs) So we'll see him at our champions. We will. Whenever we have that. Which will be fun because Halas is a different cat. He's really weird. And I really like him. I do too. Uh, and Tommy Birch, who is a two-time winner. Two-time winner. Great writer. Great writer. 
uh, and glad he's doing more long form and more not covering. Well, he covers obviously the I Cubs mm-hmm. and Iowa State women's basketball. All right, uh, Chad Leistakow was number one. There Chad Leistakow is a terrific writer. He is an excellent writer. He is. Uh, I don't know if Linder has won it before. Does it seem like it would be one of those two? I think that's fair. Yeah. Halas has won it. Mm-hmm. Birchie's got a couple of them. Hurdle too, too early. Too early. Congratulations for being nominated. Yes, I agree. However. Yep. It's your time will come. Do they put in pieces? Like, is it a I board that know. is reading through pieces or a broadcast or things like, I mean. Jeff, who nominates these people? Is that what you mean? Is it actually merit-based or is it just. I would like to think so. Or is it just, a, yeah, here's five people that you've heard of. Here you go. Right. I have no idea. I hope it's the former. Right. That this was my best two and a half minute sports uh-huh. broadcast. I'm sending it in. Right. And that's where the nominations come from. Right. And everybody across the country and everybody across the state does that. Mm-hmm. And if that's the way that you do it, then yes, merit base. And we'll see. Same thing with the writing piece. All right. This right. is my best piece of the year. Read this or you know, a couple of articles, whatever it is. I would hope that's the case. I'm talking about 50 states. Yeah. Is that likely? No, it's not. No, no. Uh, I, I, or maybe they just have maybe they have somebody that's in charge of the Midwest, mm-hmm. and they just do uh, Illinois, Minnesota. You know, yep. you know the Midwest. I don't have to tell you what the Midwest is. Um, Leistikow wins. For my money, it's Chad Leistikow. He's a terrific writer. Been doing it for a long time. I don't think he's been uh, recognized as a sports writer of the year, and he deserves it on his resume, in my opinion. I'm going Chad and Scott Saville. Saville. That's uh, that's the two guys that I'm gonna. Put my votes behind. I will go with uh, Chad, and I will go with uh, Scott Sable as well. All right, you're going the same direction. Yep, yep, I am. I think that's. I think that's. Think we need to get a Ken Miller nomination. I, you know what, Trent? I've never been so honored in my career as I was last week, and it can stop right there because it'll never be topped. When I was um, made a Heisman voter, yeah, that was a good good enough for me. Yeah. I don't need anything more. That was real. It's really cool, and I'm taking it really serious. Yes, I am. Yeah, absolutely. You should be. Uh-huh. I mean, it's. I don't want to give this thing up because mm-hmm. I think I get to keep it until I die. Well, it feels that way, right? There's I over think, a thousand voters, right? Um. So yeah, be, hold on to that thing, honey. I can't. I'd love to go shopping with you or walk or whatever, but I gotta watch college football. Sorry. I'm a voter in the Heisman, damn it. Oh, see, now here another excuse that you Perfect. get to add on top of it. It just I, keeps I, getting better. <laughs> uh, who do you like tonight in the game? Do you have an opinion? It does seem like too many, doesn't it? It does, but you know, Trent, I'm um, going to way away from what we did yesterday a little bit. I have to put Dallas in the NFC hunt. Why? I love their team. I love their defense. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is playing at an elite level as of late. Mm-hmm. He's been really, really good. They've got terrific receivers. They've got a good offensive line. There's a lot of things to like about this team. Uh, Tony Pollard's having a good year. Lamb Cooks, who's the other one? They just got him. Um, uh, no, Michael uh, Gallup's still there? Gallup's yeah, he's there, still yeah. there. Um, their offensive line is good. Their defensive line is elite. Micah Parsons is as good a defensive player as in the league. They bring over Stephon Gilmore. I get it. Trevon Diggs is a huge loss. Um, Curse has still got something left. I think they're in the conversation. Counterpoint. Okay. They have beaten the Giants, yep. the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Rams, the Giants. Can you get to a playoff team, please? The Panthers and the Commanders. They have lost to the Eagles. <laughs> Sound like the Miami Dolphins. Are you sure you don't have those mixed up? <laughs> Blowing out the 49ers by the 49ers. Yeah, they got killed. And they there. also lost to the Cardinals. But this is a team that you want to say can win it. 
not win a game in the playoffs, win a Super Bowl. That team, they're a bully. They are a bully, and until I see anything more, they are just that. Not a team that I can believe can beat Philadelphia, San Francisco, and then an AFC representative to win the whole thing. No thanks. Now, why did you have to pull out the schedule? I was on such a roll with these You were on a great roll. That's that's what we do. It's we like to balance each other out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you certainly did. That was well done. Um, so throw out the Cowboys. It's a two team race in the NFC as we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday. Now there's something about them. I'm I, they're not the top two, but if you're looking, if you're look, it's Baltimore and it's Kansas City, it's Philadelphia and it's San Francisco, and it's boring. There's only four teams, really. We're not even in December yet, and we've got it down to four teams. You got to be able to find one more somewhere, don't you? An NFC team, an AFC team, find somebody? I think by process, boy, that schedule is uh, not exactly murderer's row, though. That was pretty good, Trent Condon. Well done. Uh, let's get Benny in here. Hello, Benny. What's uh, What uh, uh, jogged you or nudged you to call us here today? Is there a baseball well, topic I, we're missing? Uh, uh, no, I had a nudging yesterday as you threw Tony and I proverbially <laughs> under the bus again. But that's normal. Well, it's we're, true, we're, though. It, it's a great story. So, oh, oh, it's a great story considering I called him the night before and he was at an insurance meeting. And then he, he didn't get back to me until 9 in the morning. So then it was too late. So we just got in the car. And drove and, to Prairie. So we drove to Prairie, <laughs> lost money on the horses, and... Watch the game we should have been at. Harry Wood strikes out 20 yeah. and almost has a no-hit. Oh, my but God. The, the, the reason I'm calling kidding is yeah. you're like 15 years too late getting this Heisman vote because you're the one guy that I know yep. that will never venture out to be with people. I couldn't agree with and you, you more. Watch, and you watch every single game. If, if you could put a man cave together with 15 TVs, oh, I got to see bits and pieces of this one to yep. see. Is this guy up for the Heisman? Is it this this uh, award for you getting a vote should have been done fifteen years ago? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm honored, Benny. I, I really am. It, it uh, means a lot. Uh, good to hear from you, brother. Good to hear oh, from you. Real quick, yeah, real, real quick. Uh, I want to ask Trent his opinion mm-hmm. with the Brewers probably being in teardown mode. Yeah, what did you think of them giving the longest? Oof, did you see for that a guy that eight years, eighty million dollars, never played it above double A ball. He played six games at yeah. AAA at the end of oh, the Oh, did he? Okay, I didn't know that. I thought he was stuck in double A. What is it, Jackson nope. Churio? Yes, is that he's how you 19 say it? years old, yep. I think. 18 yep. or 19. Well, if you're going to do yep. it, buy out that arbitration even before yeah. he plays in the major. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see him play if yeah. he's this good. The buzz is going to be palpable. And, he, and he's got a brother, Jason, that's in the Indians organization. The Guardians? Not far behind him. Yeah, or, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Guardians organization. Jason, it's J-A-I-S-O-N. Go look at what he did in the Dominican Winter League and then play the sprinkling of uh, games this year. He looks like he's going to be pretty good, too. Uh, that's good. Uh, you, they might be your new team, Benny, because the Braves' window is slammed shut, brother. <laughs> it's slammed shut until we <laughs> till sign Otani. April. <laughs> until, until we sign Otani or trade for Dylan Cease, and then the window's I could wide. see the Dylan Cease thing. Um, did you see that Otani's uh, – this kind of uh, – nah, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he's listed the Blue Jays on the team. What are you trying to do to me? He, not, he's not going to be a Toronto Blue Jay. Why would you even get my hopes up a little you bit? never know. He's not going to be a Blue Jay. Anyways, good yeah, to hear from you, see, Benny. What's else? Did you see – 
Did you see the big trade rumor for the Blue Jays that was brought up? Yeah, Bo Bichette. Yeah, I saw that. No, no, no. The Vladimir Guerrero. What? And somebody, Vladimir Guerrero and somebody else to the Mets for Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil. No. Yeah, they brought up blockbuster trades. And they, they talked about it. No, Guerrero's not been good since his... I'm putting it in context. He's really good. He has not lived up to the expectations he had after his rookie year. Benny, got to move to break, brother. Good to hear from you. Have Thank a good you. One, guys. Yeah, appreciate the call. We'll take a time out. Lee Sterling will join us next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines. I love talking baseball, mm-hmm. don't you? I miss baseball. I do miss baseball. It'll be back. I know. Uh, it's one. We of got s- football. We do. 106. Holiday Joy. All right, Miller Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until 1 o'clock. Let's get right to Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, as the piano man serenades Lee into the program. Hello, Lee Sterling. Trent and Ken, how are you? Did you Great. Did you plan that song? Uh, Trent, I don't know what no, was behind I, it. I, I Is just, that your it, tune or something? I saw Billy Joel in, in Madison Square Garden last Wednesday. You really did? Yeah, so, so this is the greatest story ever. So we go. It's one of those things that's on my bucket list for my wife and I. And great show. We leave as in the middle of his last song to beat the traffic. Yeah. We walk two or three blocks and waiting for our Uber, get in the Uber, go one traffic light. And sure enough, my wife looks to her left and she goes, oh, my God, Billy Joel is <laughs> just to our left. Wow. He had his window down. He had a cigar in his hand, getting ready to smoke a cigar, and my wife had about a minute conversation with him. That's cool. I have a picture of it to prove it. So I believe you. That's really neat, really good. If you're a fan of Billy yeah. Joel, and uh, um, he grows on you. I, I've never been. He's never been high on my list, but I respected the no. music that he's put out. In, in person, in person, it was yeah. great. It was and great. at Madison Square Garden as well, right? Oh. <laughs> goes without saying. Absolutely. We have five minutes, so let's get rolling. Yep. Let's do yep. it. And uh, teams trying to yep. smoke cigars after some championships this weekend. We kick it off in the ACC, the country's team this week, <laughs> Louisville. They're getting two and a half against Florida State. So, Florida State, I would lay seven, eight points with Jordan Travis. Without him, they only had 224 yards uh, in that entire game. The score was very misleading. Florida dominated for three quarters. Now, the Cardinals, two previous games that they had three turnovers. The next two games, they beat Notre Dame 33-20 and Duke 23-0. They turned it over three times here. Good team uh, on the comeback. Wrong team favored. Louisville, 30-20. to Oh, please be right, Lee Sterling, on behalf of the country. Uh, let's go to the want to watch Florida State against no, one of the other top No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a blowout. It won't be exciting, entertaining, and no. that's what we Because at that point, we'll have, like, what, three games left? It, it might. You know what? It might be worse than when Cincinnati was in a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. At least Sauce Garden, we saw him. He made some plays, but that's about it. Uh, SEC, yeah. there's some athletes on the field here. It's Georgia five and a half over Alabama. Everyone's talking about the Alabama. Fourth and 31, where... Auburn, for some reason, only rushed two guys. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And a spy. But what was lost? No one's talking about it last week that I heard. Georgia only beat Georgia Tech by eight points here. Their defense is good. Not close to the last couple of years. They've allowed 4.9 yards per carry. Last two weeks against Tennessee and Georgia Tech. Bama's averaging 5.9 yards per carry the last four games. 
Jalen Milrow can extend plays with his escapability and buy time here. Georgia's won 29 straight, but Bama's won seven of the last eight in the series, and Bama has all the motivation. Georgia could still get in there with a loss. Another wrong team favorite, Alabama. 27-23 over Georgia. Wow, how about that? Let's get into the Big 12, Oklahoma State of Texas. The steam continues on the Longhorns right now. Up to 16 at Circa. This thing just keeps going higher and higher. Cowboys and the Longhorns in the final tilt. The Big 12 as we know it. Up, up, and away. Texas needs style points. And Oklahoma State, talent-wise, probably the eighth best team talent-wise. As far as do I think where they would stand as far as what best team there? I still think maybe the fourth or fifth or sixth best team in the Big 12 here. So, uh... I think Texas is going to get it done here. They have a better offense, defense, and special teams. Texas 41-13. Going to beat the coach of the year in the Big 12 in doing so, Mike Gundy, which is another. (laughs) Poking him with a stick, that's what they're doing. Let's go to the Big 10. Michigan, an overwhelming favorite. Uh, North of three touchdowns, Lee Sterling, as they will host the Hawkeyes. How about, I mean, they're just baiting you. Trying to get you to bet Iowa. Either half over a half a point here. Unless they score... You know, maybe a field goal, a special teams touchdown. I don't know how they're going to score mm-hmm. on Michigan here. Michigan will not play at as intense a level as last week, but still think they're the right side. Michigan, 31-3. to Wrap it up with the NFL. Ken Miller will have his eye on this Ooh. one. Important for playoff tiebreakers yes, it is. is it's the Texans and the Broncos. Never thought we'd be talking about this game, <laughs> but right. uh, both teams right in the wild heart hunt here. So I said to a friend of mine, Houston friend, I said, what do you like about Houston? He goes, C.J. Stroud. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Who else? Couldn't name a third person. Mm. Um, DeMarco Ryans. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this Denver team is getting takeaways, 15 takeaways, last four games, plus 13 and, and takeaway giveaway. And Russell Wilson, 20 touchdowns, just four interceptions here. Uh, and they ran for 169 on Cleveland last week. Fewest yards per game defense here. I like Denver, 27-20. That's three wrong teams' favorites so far of your five games. I, I think that's a record, Lee Sterling. While you're free play, it has to be. Uh, your, your game of the week is tonight. And if the audience wants more information on the Cowboys and the Seahawks, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Not many real good Thursday night games, but this is one of them. First five callers to call 800-400-9741. We'll give them Dallas and Seattle for free. First five callers get Dallas and Seattle night, and I have a real strong opinion on one side for free. 800-400-9741. And how about this? Double down December, championship week in college football, all the bowl games through December 31st, and the NFL, five weeks of the NFL. We've only had two losing Sundays. Everything, normally 497 just $297. Cheapest price ever, ParamountSports.com. Good stuff, Lee. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Straight up noon hour, we will come back. We'll do a little NFL conversation in the middle of the hour. Chicken Coop, three locations in central Iowa. We'll give four of you an opportunity to win some Chicken Coop. You're going to make some plays, Trent Condon? Oh, I got plays. Oh, he's got plays. 14 of them like yesterday. (laughs) Hour two next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.